Today on the news and why it matters, Trump, Biden, Ukraine, impeachment. Seems like there's a new reason to impeach Donald Trump every single week. We'll find out the latest today. Don't change the channel. It starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Happy Monday. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Glad to be back. Although Jason Buttrell over here, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program, Jason Buttrell, I heard you did a phenomenal job. Yeah, you're sitting in my seat. I see. What's going I on? I am. I am. They actually, I came back and they said, Sarah, please don't go out of town ever, ever, ever again. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I believe it. No, I'm kidding. Thank you for filling no, I was saying don't ever go out of town ever again. Please. Oh, yeah, that was you. Uh, conservative commentator Grant Stinchfield joins us again. It's Thank you for be being here. here. I love the shirt. Thank you very much. Love it, love it. Western style, since we're in Yes, I love it. And uh, Blaze.com writer Aaron Colon. Thank you for being here. I like the tie. Okay. Yeah, you're very fancy. I'll work on it. I'll give you that. You're very fancy. Uh, Got a lot to get into, obviously. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Uh, So Relief Factor is there for those of us who might be, oh, I don't know, just living in constant pain. You just, I know there's millions of Americans who just walk around in constant pain. Maybe you got in a car accident. Maybe you're just kind of getting up there in age. Maybe you're like Jason, your former military, and you're just, your knees don't work as well as they used to. Knees, back, everything was tore up really when I was in the Marine Corps. I took this literally, they say it takes maybe a week or two or something like that. I think mm-hmm. it was about a week and a half, and I was already able to run three miles every single day. Just the testimonials here in the building mm-hmm. that it's helped mm-hmm. is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. It's helped you. It's helped Glenn tremendously, which we really appreciate because it puts him in a way better mood. Yes. Uh, and it's also helped me as well. I was one of the ones in a car accident. So if you're just living in pain, realize it doesn't have to be that way. Just try the, the quick start pack. It's three weeks. They get you three weeks of, uh, of, of the supplement, I guess you would call it. And it's 1995. 70% of the people who try that, they keep going on to buy more. That's how many people it's working for. It can work for you. It's definitely worth a shot because let me tell you, it's life-changing when you get out of pain. You can go to relieffactor.com or you can call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. So, Jason, being that you are the chief researcher here at uh, Blaze Studios in Dallas, um, Run through, if you will, the the latest scandal uh, involving President Trump when it comes to Joe Biden and uh, what was going on with his dealings in Ukraine with his son, Hunter. So do you want to know about the most recent stuff? I want to know about or? the most. Yeah, because I'm going to assume everyone pretty much knows uh, that Joe Biden went in, pressured uh, certain people in the Ukraine to not look into Hunter Biden's business dealings in the Ukraine. Right. Right. Okay. So so we've got that established. So last week, and that story pretty much died by and large. It went to the the, the mainstream media doesn't want to report on something negative about Joe. Right. Which is insane. The New York Times uh, in May, I think, actually did something about this. We were talking about it back in April. And there was just only a couple of journalists, uh, John Solomon, Peter Schweizer. Mm -hmm. They had talked about this and were begging people to talk, you know, look into it. New York Times did something in May. Uh, like I think ABC might have done something, and then it just completely went away. Mm-hmm. And um, it's you know it's interesting because the the the, the mainstream uh, or establishment Democrats I think don't want anything to do with this. Yeah. Absolutely, I mean they were very happy for this to go away. But last week there was this I think Washington Post story that came out, and they didn't know the context of this phone call. They didn't know what was spoken of. They didn't even know who they were talking about. But they just said that there was a promise made. A whistleblower, a whistleblower had come. Yeah. Whistleblower had come forward and said a promise was made. 
uh, to a foreign leader, and they were freaked out. They're like, what was this promise? And they were speculating, could this have been with Vladimir Putin? Seriously, that was the first jump they went to. It took Russian them all- collusion. That's, Russian sure, collusion. That's what they wanted. You know that's, you know that's what they wanted. Yeah. Maybe this was the smoking gun. It took about one day, and the Post followed up on that and said, okay, it was with the Ukrainian president, and it had to, uh, had to do with uh, him asking Giuliani uh, or the Ukrainian president to work with Giuliani on looking into the Bidens and that whole corruption thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it was, this is hilarious, if you really follow this on the timeline, the next day after that, CNN was like, well, we haven't been able to really confirm that there was anything at all to do with the promise. So it sounds like the promise thing mm-hmm. completely went out the window. Mm-hmm. So you wonder how this is getting mixed up. But, um, they're, but they're like, but it still had to do with Ukraine, and, and it looks like he was pressuring them to help him out in the election. Well, way at the bottom of that, there is an addition to this on this story, and it says that um, this whistleblower, quote-unquote whistleblower, didn't actually hear uh, this uh, personally, didn't read it personally. He just found out about it basically floating around it's the a hallways. Game of telephone. It's basically game of, so in other words, this, was an, this is a water cooler rumor. Mm-hmm. This is why, and this was another part of the scandal, that the uh, director of national intelligence said, okay, we can't give this information to Congress. They're blowing that up like, oh my gosh, this, this must be, you know, the, uh, Trump's pressuring them not to give this away. Well, no, the reason probably is because it's a rumor. Right. This, this is, is like, unsubstantiated rumor. This is like, hey, did you hear that Joey, you know, got real drunk at the Christmas party last night, you know, and hit on Susie? This is the equivalent of that, yeah. basically. Yeah. So it's also no, 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 re- it explains why Nancy Pelosi is not pursuing any kind of impeachment stuff on this either because it's full of crap. Think about where these rumors start, though. These rumors start from deep inside the bowels of either the White House or the intelligence community. And to me, that's what's so troubling here is if you want evidence that the deep state exists to take down President Trump, this story is all you need. Somebody inside, uh, as I said, the deepest bowels of government decided that he was going to spread a rumor about President Trump that would lead to every single Democrat now calling for the president's impeachment for no reason at all, of course. So, but. And this is why you're either right on that or it's part two. Because I was thinking the same thing and then I was like, well, this is so perfect. Because the last thing establishment Democrats want right now is this to come out of the media graveyard. Mm-hmm. For them to focus mm-hmm. in on this story. Because I It could, seems like it's going to backfire on them tremendously, tremendously to dig up Joe Biden's dealings in Ukraine. Right. Yeah. This is exactly what Trump would want. Mm-hmm. He'd be happy with it. All he has to do now is release the transcript of that phone conversation and just sit back and let let the investigations go from there. What, what I'm saying is either, there's either something like that or an intentional leak. That's, mm. that's what I would have done. I've got a counterintelligence background. That's what I would have done. And the reason, what you're saying is the reason why I think Trump is speaking so freely about it. He's not acting like he's got something to hide. He's like, sure, go ahead and look at it. Yeah. And Democrats are falling into the same mistake they did with Russia where they hear a little yep. bit of a rumor of something and they jump ahead and say, impeach, impeach, impeach. And then the story unravels, well, what happens? They look stupid. They look like they're wrong. But all they're so desperate to impeach, everybody except Nancy Pelosi, that they're just going to jump on it and make the same mistake again. And if if you want evidence in all of this, the real evidence goes to Hunter Biden using the influence of his father to make millions of dollars in the Ukraine. That's the real story. That that is. And so who do you have as a history of doing that? You've got the Clintons with a history of doing that. You've got the Obamas with a history of doing that. And, of course, you've got the Bidens with a history of doing that. And still, uh, members of Congress and the mainstream media they want to focus on one aspect of the story and one aspect alone impeachment uh here is what adam schiff had to say on cnn with jake tapper there's no chance of us persuading the senate uh the senate republicans in an impeachment trial 
Uh, they have shown their willingness to carry the president's baggage no matter how soiled uh, its contents. But I want to make sure before we go down this road that we can persuade the public that this was the right thing to do. And part of persuading the public that impeachment is the right thing to do uh, is making sure that the country understands that this was a last resort. Uh, now, some of the folks that you mentioned have been embracing impeachment from the very beginning. Uh, I don't think that's useful in making the case to the public that we did this reluctantly. Uh, but the president is pushing us down this road. Uh, and if in particular, after having sought foreign assistance uh, and welcomed foreign assistance in the last presidential campaign as a candidate, uh, he is now doing the same thing again, but now using the power of the presidency, then he may force us to go down this road. I have spoken with a number of my colleagues over the last week, uh, and this seems different in kind, uh, and we may very well have crossed the Rubicon here. Now, of course, what he's referring to, I know, I know, what he's <laughs> referring to, um, Jason, is the, the whole rumor included that President Trump pressured Ukraine by saying, I'm going to withhold foreign aid for you guys unless you look into this Joe Biden, you know, shady business dealings. So that's what uh, what Adam Schiff was referring to there. But I noticed you had a little bit of a visceral reaction. Well, I mean, so how he, he has no credibility. So in another scandal, the Russian scandal, he told us that yes. collusion did indeed happen. And he never, he, no one ever followed up on that. <laughs> he never got any consequences. for. He said, I have direct evidence yeah. that Russian collusion happened. And he's Where was it? And right. And he's talking now as if he has evidence. Mm -hmm. He's talking like he knows something we don't know about it. But as I said before, the director of national intelligence didn't turn the, the information over to Congress. Mm -hmm. Congress is pissed now because they don't have the information. So what is he speaking from right now? You notice it's how the he's, same thing. he's talking about persuading the public. And it shows you that it's a lot more about politics and maybe influencing the election coming up than it is about actually yes. impeaching because they know they never get you know, votes in the Senate to actually impeach. So it's just about creating this image of corruption that they can use in the election to campaign against Trump. And that's what it's all about. And so if this yeah. proves anything to me, it's that CNN is willing to carry the baggage of the Democrats, no matter how soiled <laughs> the baggage really is, <laughs> CNN will be there to lug it around for the Dems. L look what the, the consequences on this, I think, will Biden might be screwed here. Because if they continue, if they want to push this, by all means, I think we're all in agreement, go for it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think the president did anything wrong here. I think that Biden will be outed into this and he will be the casualty. And also the ramifications will be who, who's next in, in the pecking order in the polls. Warren. But I think that's what a lot in that party wants. A lot of those people in the party don't want Biden because they feel like he is too far to the right. And those who want the party to go further left would like to see really? somebody like Warren take over, even though she's probably not as good in the general election as Biden would be. But, we, but I would say that but the Pelosi wing, like the establishment establishment, they got to be they got to feel very much more comfortable with uh, with people like Biden. Mm -hmm. um, you get you get yes. your Justice Democrats squad, you know, girls. I see them going all, you know, in on. Yeah, Biden is establishment. But, yeah. He's not going to go around, you know, uh, the establishment and go go trash fellow Congress members, fellow Democratic Party members, I'm sure that's a safer bet for her. Yeah, he's going he's to play that game. Yeah. The Pelosi wing is losing this yes. entire battle. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were many years ago, I would never have said that Nancy Pelosi's a socialist. I wouldn't have said that about Joe Biden either. I would have said they're, they're liberal and they're, and they're far to the left, but I wouldn't have said they're socialists. Now both of them try to jump on that bandwagon because they know their left-wing faction of their party has completely taken over. There was a latest poll today that showed Elizabeth Warren is now in front of Joe Biden, mm -hmm. which... As President Trump says, bring on any one of these candidates because it's a disaster for the Democrats. Uh, speaking of President Trump, I want to uh, I want to bring up he had some comments 
about this particular scandal uh, when it comes to his dealings with Ukraine. Today on Twitter, he said, the very thing that they are accusing President Trump of doing, I love that he refers to himself (laughs) in the third person, the very thing that they are accusing President Trump of doing, which I didn't do, was actually done by Joe Biden, continues to be a double standard. Uh, These people are stone cold crooked. Also, who is this so-called whistleblower? who doesn't know the correct facts. Is he on our country's side? Where does he come from? Is this all about Schiff and the Democrats again after years of being wrong? I know we go back and forth on whether or not the president should really be tweeting some of the things that he's tweeting. I personally love this. Mm -hmm. I love this. I think he's 100% right on this. The, The president is the first president we have had that has lived up to every promise, that he would not change. He is the same man that, that campaigned for the presidency yeah. as he is while he, while he is president. And so I think his base loves this. He, they love when he pokes fun at people. Mm-hmm. They love when he is out there tweeting and getting under the skin of, of every liberal out there. And this is what the president does best, and it has worked for him. So who am I to argue with it? There's a strategic advantage to getting in front of these stories and not having to wait till you have a press conference or something like that. He's a rapid response team on his own. He just gets out there and says what he needs to say. And that keeps people on their toes when they're trying to nail him with something like this. I can't think of another president has been, that has been so under attack as, as uh, Donald Trump It's has. insane. It's absolutely insane. You see the difference between presidents when they first get in office and eight years later, how, how old they look over this. I think Trump's actually getting younger. He loves it. <laughs> He's just feeding off of all of the liberal tears. <laughs> he might be Benjamin Button at the end of the, after this presidency, and he'll be like 13 years old, I think. And uh, Graham, uh, Grant, quickly before we go, I do think you bring up an interesting point about um, the president's base, how much they love this. I will say, though, for me, I was not the president's base, and I'm still won over by it. Not necessarily because of his tweets or whatever, but because it's so transparent that they're just going to do anything they can to paint him as being a criminal. That you just can't, I mean, you can't help but just be on his side. I I will say I'm probably like a lot of Americans. It took me a little while to get to President Trump. And and I went through a number of candidates, including including Ted Cruz, before I got to, Mm -hmm. to President Trump. But once I'm there, how do you argue with what he's doing? You know, not to take his turn, but America is winning. Mm-hmm. We, we are in just about everywhere you go. The economy is great, no matter what they say about the recession. The recession is another fake news story designed to bring this president down and sway the election, where national security is, is tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's working. Yeah. People are working. Yeah. And so, look, I love the president. I love what he's doing, and he's got my full support and will. Yeah. Suck at CNN. (laughs) (laughs) It really is incredible. I I just have to think. Uh, In case you haven't heard, there are a lot of climate change protests going on today in D.C. There was also a United Nations summit where uh, climate change darling, I guess she is, Greta Thunberg, she had a message for the United Nations today uh, about climate change and the state of the world. Here is what she had to say. My message is that we'll be watching you. (laughs) This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. Yeah, you should. I should be back in school. Yes, you should. On the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. Mm. How dare you? 
You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? Wow. Yes. Uh, so there was that. Um, and gentlemen, I'd love to get your thoughts. My initial uh, reaction is how dare the left put this girl who apparently has, uh, she's on the spectrum, right? Put her up there as some sort of beacon of truth and someone who we should be listening to as if she's some sort of climate change scientist. Seems kind of like child abuse to me, Grant. I, I think her parents ought to be ashamed of themselves for putting her up there and using her as a pawn. She ought to be on a Broadway show in London because that was acting right there. She's been brainwashed. Her parents are stage actors, by the way. Yeah, go, go figure, are right? They really? Yep. So, wow. so think about this, right? The left puts these kids up when it's convenient for them to do that, but they say you shouldn't be vaping at 18 years old, <laughs> right. and, and you, know, you can't own firearms at 18 years old. We don't trust you to, to do any of those things, but we trust you to speak to the United Nations mm-hmm. on climate change. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. You could tell when she started and said, we're, we're watching you. They didn't know how to react to her. No, no. They don't know. What do you do with that? She's not. There were a couple claps. Yeah, like, claps I, and I laughs. And then she looked at by them. a child. Yeah, and it, it's uncomfortable to watch because she's being used as a mascot for this cause. And even she clearly doesn't really have any facts behind it. She's appealing to emotions. Even when she testified before, I think, Congress, she was like, I I don't want you to listen to me, listen to the scientists. She doesn't have any substance to say. She's just being paraded out there to appeal to people's emotions because she's a child and she's being very emotional about it. And it's it's just uncomfortable and it's wrong. And it's not just her. It seems to be, and there's, uh, we'll get to another topic later on in the show that also involves children, but it seems to be this is the left's MO now is to take children and weaponize them. And I worry because, especially with this particular topic, you're talking about kids who you're teaching that they are going to die soon. I mean, you heard her. We are at the beginning of a mass extinction. I can't imagine what that does to children. I want to play there. You know, there were all of these protests going on today. Uh, There was one happening in D.C. Here's what some of these kids had to say. My future is in jeopardy. All of our futures are in jeopardy. Baby boomers, all these people, call us Generation Z, the last letter of the alphabet, because we are going to be the last generation to survive. (laughs) We have only 11 years to rectify decades of damage that we have inflicted on our planet, and only 18 months until some damages are irreversible. We do not have time to be polite. This is a revolution. (laughs) We are creating this movement every day because every day of inaction drives more action from us. Oh, okay. First of all, someone needs to tell homegirl that a mic is so you don't have to scream. (laughs) Terrifying. You got the mic. You don't need to scream. (laughs) Nobody needs to hear that. Uh, But... This, they're really. I think that they truly believe what they're saying. They, I mean, they seem very anxious well, about it, been, right? Well, they've been brainwashed yeah. over this whole issue, as almost the entire left has been. But what I, I take away from this is a bunch of snot-nosed, spoiled-ass kids 
that are talking about extinction when we literally have Americans that are dying every day because they're going hungry in the inner city. We've got them dying of gunshot wounds in places like Chicago and Baltimore that really is an epidemic. And what do those teenagers think? about watching these kids at the Capitol getting a voice, and they have zero voice when it comes to illegal guns and gun violence in their cities. And think about around the world. Mm -hmm. That other little girl wants to talk about an extinction of people. Go to Venezuela. Yeah. Socialism. Go to these violent countries in Africa where people are dying and dictatorships have taken over and are literally killing people in record numbers. Yet they want to go to global warming? Yeah. Come on. Well, and you, uh, you think about what happened this past weekend, a bunch of the Democrat candidates were, uh, what, in Iowa eating a bunch of steak, even though they're telling us we're not allowed to eat steak. How, mu how much, how many pounds did they cook? It was, it was 10,000 10, 10, steaks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it 10,000. But they want to lecture us. <laughs> but, they, but they tell us we shouldn't be doing it, and then they want to lecture us on it, and then apparently what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. Meanwhile, you have conservative activists who cleaned up 50 tons of garbage in Los Angeles over this weekend. It was, it was a cleanup operation. It was from uh, Scott Pressler's group, The Persistence. They cleaned up 50 tons of garbage, yet we didn't hear about that from the mainstream media at all. They had 200 volunteers and worked for nine hours. The city of L.A. completely absent. Conservative activists actually, you know, taking charge, taking action and doing something. We don't we don't hear about it, Aaron, because the climate change advocates, they don't want little things like that to get the attention. They don't want these practical, real solutions on the ground because that's not big enough. They want it to be world catastrophe extinction so they can use that to then enact whatever policies they want based on this so that climate change can be an emergency so they can do all the things that we read in the Green New Deal or whatever plans they're putting forward that they can never get done any other way except if they can convince people that the world is going to end if they don't do it. Well, you know, uh, so there were some climate change protests going on in D.C. Uh, with, I guess you could call them adults. I don't know that I would really go that far. But conservatives cleaning up Los Angeles, liberals uh, doing this. <clears throat> That's their climate change protest a man for those podcast listeners appears to be twerking are we subjecting our and viewers they're throwing they're, <laughs> oh we go. cut it off before the really bad stuff uh twerking throwing confetti i want to know is the confetti biodegradable because if not um i mean that doesn't really go with your whole uh, climate change environmentalist policies right i might i might be able to get behind a twerk for the climate though it just not with that dude. Not with that dude. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you is, what I would be able to get behind. What he I means know. is if Emily Ratajkowski wanted yes. to twerk for climate change, yes. Jason would be holding the hell out of that. Will you twerk for the climate, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> All right, back in a minute. Twerking for climate change. Jason was up to start Coming up in overtime, if you thought that the left was done weaponizing children, ha, you're mistaken. They're not. Uh, plenty of protests going on today, not just about climate change, but all the emotional manipulation when it comes to kids. Also, Sheila Jackson Lee introducing a gun control bill. She wants you guys to know she knows all about the AR-15. Trust me, no wrong facts. She I mean, I think she just went to the range probably. I think she's probably a really good shot. She seems spun up on the whole 
everything really on that. So Well, luckily, she's the one writing the legislation that uh, they intend to pass, of course. Uh, and by the way, if you have not yet gone to the Mercury One website and gotten tickets for the M1 ball, I suggest that you do it. I'm going to be there. I'm emceeing the event. Of course, Glenn and Tanya are going to be there. It's going to be a wonderful time for a good cause. you got to go to mercuryone.org slash M1ball. Go there now. Make sure to enter the raffle for that Mercedes-Benz. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Uh, as we discussed earlier in the show, conservatives were out cleaning up Los Angeles in California. Well, uh, over over in San Francisco, there was uh, something quite different going on. There were immigration protests. Aaron, I know that you covered this on TheBlaze.com, so everyone should go to uh, TheBlaze.com to see this full video. We just gave you some just some bits and pieces so that you could understand what it's all about. But it's what an eight minute video mm-hmm. um, of Fog City Midge, who was on YouTube, who was covering these protests. It's just disgusting. Watch. Donald Trump! Who do we hate? Donald Trump! Who do we hate? I just think it's crazy that these kids are chanting no hate and they're they're saying that I hate Donald Trump. Well, they're still children, so... Yeah, yeah, but obviously they're being told what to say, but they're being told what to say by you guys. This is unbelievable. I mean, I... No, Paul, that these kids are chanting so much hate. Yeah. Are you going to check in with our principal? I will. Where is your principal? I'd love to check in with him. Come, come, come. Yeah, introduce me to your principal. These are kids. You can't do that. Yeah, I know, but you guys can't do that either. I mean, it's kind of unbelievable. Let's keep the camera on. Yeah. Can I ask? Can I interview you real quick? Are you a teacher with the group? Are you a teacher with the school? Are you a parent? Are you? Are you authorized to be recording me? Yes, I am. Public streets. Okay. Hey, yo, I'm gonna. No, go get the police. Go. You go get the police. Wow. I mean, that was just a small piece of of what was going on at those protests. Aaron, I'm sure that you watched the full thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your takeaway? At one point, she interviews a parent and she asks, well, don't, do you think this is right? And the parent is like, well, this is what they taught my kid at school and I support my daughter. Wow. And it's like you see these parents and they just sign these permission slips and take their kids out there and let whatever happen. And it also gives you an insight to what's being taught in the schools. Where and is this? This San was San Francisco. Francisco. <laughs> and I think they said there was three um, K-8 schools that were going out there. Um, so there's parents, teachers out there, principals. Everybody's on board with it. And when you start asking a little bit of questions, you see how uncomfortable everybody gets because they know how bad it looks on camera. But at the same time, why do they have those kids out there? You keep saying they're just kids. They're just kids. Well, what are they doing there? Why are you doing this to them? Yeah, well, yeah, and you can't, don't harass the kids. You can't harass the kids. Right. You're the one parading them around, Mm -hmm. have them yelling about hating someone. There was even a a sign with Donald Trump with devil horns on it. Right. They didn't come up with these chants by themselves. Somebody taught them that. Did she even talk to the kids? She tried to. She tried to talk to one, they, and he was blocking. Yeah, he was calling the one kid was calling Donald Trump. You know, he, the orange joke he called him Cheeto or something. And she said, "Well, don't you think it's wrong to make fun of the color of somebody's skin?" And he was like, "Yeah, but Trump is racist too, so it's okay." You know, and you can see like these yeah. kids are being encouraged to just behave in a way that would be totally unacceptable in any other environment. My favorite thing is how shell shocked he was when uh, everyone was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like we're being threatened here. I I, I worked out there for the longest time, and there is no counter narrative. Mm-hmm. Like you, they are absolutely just. 
they don't even know how to respond when you have some kind of other viewpoint that's that's beyond their. Call the like, police. Farm. Somebody's asking questions. Yeah, oh my right. gosh, what Are do we do? Are you authorized to record this? Uh, yeah, you're in a public street, dude. And you you wonder you see that and back to what we saw with the Greta and the climate stuff, mm-hmm. and you wonder how those kids literally believe that. Yeah. Right. And I I absolutely believe that she is terrified, which is so tragic. That was my first thought on that. Was it's just tragic. So it's I sad. You, you can't blame the kids, right? No. Because the kids are just soaking up yeah. whatever mm-hmm. they're being told. And to be intellectually honest on all of this is, look, I have talks with my son about the, the values of conservatism versus liberalism. Mm-hmm. And so I would have long talks with him about Barack Obama. My son's 10 years old. I said Barack Obama needs our prayers. Mm-hmm. He's misguided, but he's the president of the United States. And you, and you got to be behind him right now because He's our president. There's a responsible way there, to have those conversations. There like is. And, and so you teach him why we believe in something, not that, you know, President Trump is a racist and going through all the media talking points about him. To me, that's really sad. Like, it makes me angry in some respects, but it more makes me sad for those children um, and where they're being led. Critical thinking skills are, are gone yes. in America today. Just the fact that you said that parent says, well, that's what they're being taught so it must be right. Mm-hmm. Where is the individual thinking and thought process behind that? Well, and it's not, I, I totally agree with you. Critical thinking is gone, but it's not just that. It's that we're, not we, but our children are being taught so much hate. They're being taught, you know, to be so hate-filled. And I feel like it's really, it's above and beyond any previous generation. I feel like this is kind of like a, a walking, talking experiment that we're doing on children injecting them with all of this hate, all of this division, and then just seeing how they turn out. And I can't it's, imagine the results will be good. And the interesting thing is uh, the, the past generations have had a reason to hate. Yeah. The kids in the, you know, Jim Crow era right. had reason to hate. Yeah. And the, the number one civil rights leader was preaching love. Mm-hmm. Now look at the difference. They have no reason to hate. Yeah. And all their people are preaching hate to them. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. And what do you think is when you're indoctrinating these kids at this age... At this age, they become the Gretas of the world. Mm -hmm. If they literally think that their world is about to end, what do you think they'll be willing to do? Mm -hmm. They don't even realize what they're setting them up to, 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 to be. To, to, they're, they're breeding radicals is what they are. And we think colleges are bad now. What are they going to be when that generation oh, comes up and becomes adults to, be, to have more ability to do more things? They become voters. You know, it's not going to end well. Yeah. It's really not. Well, if anyone that was indoctrinating those kids is like that teacher we just saw wearing a foreign flag that knows nothing about the Constitution or rights of people, they're in big trouble because they're being indoctrinated by ignorant people who don't even understand the, the, the facts behind things. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you wonder how easy it is to be a teacher in San Francisco. Quite honestly, yeah. just be a member of the union, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's right. a lot of exists. Uh So Sheila Jackson Lee, she um, just introduced a gun control bill and was interviewed. She wants you to know she's got all the facts on a gun like the AR-15. OK, that just she's very, very familiar with the AR-15. Watch. Uh, my bill that I've introduced dealing with, with the caliber weapon, I've held an AR-15 in my hand, I wish I had it. It is as heavy as 10 boxes that you might be moving. <laughs> uh, and the bullet that is utilized, a 50 caliber, these kinds of bullets uh, need to be licensed and do not need to be on the streets. How many AR-15s was she holding at once? <laughs> Ten boxes worth. Ten boxes worth. Really? worth. One AR-15 is about eight pounds. My Yorkie weighs eight pounds, mm-hmm. for crying out loud. Uh, the 50 caliber bullet, I, I don't know. How it, I can see how that'd be very, very, you know, 
easy to you know misplay or you know to, to get you know mixed up. The uh -huh. 50 caliber bullet's about that big. Uh huh. An AR-15 556 is about that big. So what you're saying is it's really close. It's very, very close. <laughs> it's really it's very close. similar. <laughs> how, how does she get this so wrong, Grant? So this is what we see time and time again from anti-gun liberals, is they get their facts wrong and even terminology wrong. They're getting the caliber of bullets wrong. The problem is it takes away from their credibility. Why wouldn't their people sit them down? and say, either don't talk about specific facts about <laughs> yeah. the ART and just push your stupid nonsense. Yeah. But you hear them talk about clips and then a 50 caliber <laughs> from an AR-15, all terminology that makes gun owners laugh at them, except it's not funny. Mm -hmm. Because she talked about licensing bullets, if yeah. I actually heard right. <laughs> yes. So yes, that actually is a thing, right? There, there is pushes around the country in certain states to actually start to register bullets and have to do a background check to buy ammunition. She's not kidding around there. Mm -mm. She wants your guns. They all do because it gives them more power. And that's all about a gun registry pretty much too, it right? It is. And I mean, Aaron, on top of that, we have a media who does not push back at all. I mean, we sitting at this table know, uh, okay, she really doesn't know what she's talking about uh, when mm -hmm. she's talking about AR-15s. The mainstream media, CNN, MSNBC, they can go on these programs and spout all of this nonsense that isn't true, and they get zero pushback. Right, so they don't know anything about it. They don't hire people who know anything about it, and they're not talking to people who know anything about it. So the people who are listening to them don't care. They don't call them out. They're not trying to persuade us. They're not trying to persuade anybody. They're just trying to rally the people who are already on their side for this issue. So it doesn't matter what they're saying. The people that they're trying to talk to don't know anything about bullets, guns, anything. They just know that guns are bad, mm -hmm. and we need to be doing something legally to get rid of them. And so there's no incentive for these politicians to get more knowledgeable because they're not being punished for it. Make no mistake about the media. They don't want to know about it. They have no desire to know about it. In their minds, where are they located? In New York, in California, Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. They're only talking to those people in those cities. They don't care about us in Texas or in Iowa or in North Dakota. They could care less about our belief in the Second Amendment. So they're going to do it because it's in their best interest to do it to push their the, liberal nonsense. The last thing they want is a, is a conversation on the facts. That's why most of the people that are talking about it don't know any of the facts. Right. Because literally, if you set them down and had a conversation, they'd be like, oh, wait a minute, gun violence is actually down? Yeah. Violent crime is down? Wait, that doesn't jive with the whole, you know, like, you know, it's, out, it's way out of control. That's the very last thing they want, they want to do is actually enter into it. This is the equivalent of, it reminded me of the Marianne Williamson awesome uh, soundbite she had, what was that, last week? where they asked her about, uh, some student asked her about, you know, the, uh, uh, why she didn't support nuclear energy. Mm -hmm. What did she, what specifically was bad about it? And she basically, she gave him the big deer in the headlights look. She was like, <laughs> she did that. She had no clue. And she goes, no, just think about the heart. Just think about the heart. That's got a Trump fact. She actually said that. It's the same thing they want to do with guns. That's why they just completely blow all these things out of proportion or straight up lie. Like yeah. our congresswoman from Texas did. Just straight up lie about it because anything that amplifies feelings over anything that has to do with facts. Um, so we're talking about misinformation about guns. Uh, do you guys, I want to, I'm about to trigger Jason. <laughs> assault weapon. Assault weapon, Jason. Assault weapon. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's one of the big ones too, right? Yeah, they say yeah. assault weapons and you're like, what is that? What is that exactly? Oh, and they'll say, oh, you know what it is. You yeah. know what it is. It's, it's a, a weapon it's of a war. Yes, yeah, a weapon of war. It's Come a on, weapon guys. of war. I'm pretty sure we use all kinds of weapons in war, and not just the, the big, scary ones. They yeah. go pew, 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 pew. And again, we, we've all gone through this before, but they, they all call the AR-15 a weapon of war. It's always designed right from the get-go to be a civilian weapon. 
at, mm-hmm. from the get go. Mm-hmm. So from their own terminology, that automatically means, oh, you can't. Then you can't. You can't take the AR-15 away from us. I'm still confused of why weapons of war should not be in the hands of civilians. Truthfully, that's a Good no. Point. It's a great I mean, point. When our founding fathers, yes. were there, I mean, muskets are what they used, and yes. they thought civilians should have muskets. It, yeah. You and do. If, if you want to stand up to tyranny against yes. our government, why wouldn't we have the same firearms our government has? You bring up such a great point. Um, I went to a gun range over the weekend and shot a whole bunch of guns because America and stuff. But, I mean, it was very, you know, we shot fully automatic. Um, We shot an M1919, which was used in World War II. It was amazing. Um, But we had this discussion about, you know, we get so caught up in the, these, circular conversations with liberals about how, well, I should be allowed to protect my family from, you know, intruders or whatever. And it's like, no, we're totally losing sight of the fact that that's not even what it's about at the heart of it. It's about protecting ourselves from the government. Yeah. And we lose that. They're winning the terms of the conversation. Setting the terms. They they very craftively change that so that if you talk about its original intention, it makes you sound like some crazy right-wing nut job. Right. Like you're one of these militia guys, you know, or something like that. Uh, That's absolutely insane. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I will go back and trigger the left again, and every time I say it, it triggers them, but there is a reason why the United States has never been invaded by a foreign nation. It's because we have 300 million firearms in the hands of civilians. No foreign nation is going to go marching down the streets of Plano. Well, or your own government who's become corrupt. I mean, right. just ask the people of Venezuela who thought, you know, they could give up their guns to their government and look how that worked out for them. Yeah, I tell you what, though, on that, uh, everyone's laughing at, you know, the Beto thing like, you know, hell yes, I'll come take your guns. They'll, they'll never do that. They'll never go door to door and do that. What they will do is they'll cut off your bank account. They'll cut off all your credit cards. They will force you into doing something like that. They'll, they'll use other means. But I've always thought that, you know, like, they'll never, you know, it's going to cause, like, mass violence. No, they're not going to send the police to your, to, your, uh, to your house. They'll use other means to do it. But they will, if they get to that point, use those types of means to go after your guns. Grant, thank you for bringing that up. Gold star for Absolutely. you. That was such a good point. Uh, yeah, Friday's poll with New York Mayor Bill de Blasio being the latest 2020 Dem to drop out. Oh, poor Billy. Who do you think will be the next to throw in the towel? Uh, 33% of you said Amy Klobuchar. 29% said Marianne Williamson, my girl. She's going to be gone very soon. 25% said Robert Francis O'Rourke. 13% said Cory Booker. Did you guys see that cringeworthy uh, video of Amy Klobuchar that was circling oh, Twitter of her Dancing. bouncing up and down with a bunch of like middle-aged women? Yeah. And Benny Johnson posted it and said, uh, I'm, I'm the cool mom. I'm really, I'm, I'm the cool mom. <laughs> like, wow, that's really perfect. Uh, today's poll, did you tune in to the Emmys? Last night, I didn't even know they were on. I didn't either. To be honest, I had no, no idea. Interest. I read today, though, that they, it was it was really low ratings. Seems like every time one of these shows comes up, it's always the lowest rated because they're just getting worse and worse every single year. Yeah. I don't watch them, so. Well, and uh, the Browns were on last night. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> How do you not true. watch that? <laughs> I mean, I watched football and also uh, like the Kardashians because that even that is better than the Emmys. Right. Even that is better than the Emmys. Yeah, I know. Send me hate mail. Whatever. Uh, let us know what you think by going to the Blazes Twitter. Did you watch the Emmys? And if so, do you like self-torture? <laughs> Let us know on the Blazes Twitter. Gentlemen, thank you guys for being here. Brown's lost, by the way, too. I should point that out. Tough start. <laughs> oh, and Antonio Brown. Oh, my gosh. He dumpster gone. fire. What a dumpster yeah. fire. He gone, and I'm yeah. really happy about it. What a jerk. All right, that's it for us. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I'm so happy when I heard that. Yes. 
Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.